Thank you. It truly is a joy and a privilege and a blessing to be with you again, to bring the gospel to you. I thank the Lord for every moment, for every second, for just letting me see another day. I mean, life is precious. People are dying left and right. As I speak now, you know, people are dropping off into hell, dying. And I'll tell you, I don't want you to die and go to hell because we're all going to meet that appointment one day. We're all going to face judgment. We're all going to face death. And this is something that you need to prepare for. doesn't matter what your age is. You can be young in your teenage years. You can be in your 20s, 30s, 40s, all the way up in your 70s and 80s. No matter what your age is, you know you're going to die one day. You can't be naive about it, but you must be ready to die. You must be ready to meet God because whether you believe in Him or not, whether you believe that He created you or not, it doesn't take away from the fact that he did create you he's the one that gives you your breath that you breathe the mind that you think with the body that you have your hands your feet your legs everything about you he gave them to you he's the one that gives us our being our movements everything that we have is from god and it's so easy to forget him it's so easy to just bypass it and to take this life for granted and i know i do that for myself i'm guilty of that oftentimes i don't always acknowledge the lord like i should but when i catch myself i ask him to forgive me and help me because i want to honor him with my life i want to do everything that he'd have me to do i'm not the perfect person i'm just a nobody that's called by God to preach the gospel. And that's all I want to be. I don't want to be somebody in this life. Because if the world loves you, then you might be doing something wrong as a Christian. I know I'm going to have people that are against me because just because I'm a Christian. But that doesn't matter to me. I'll pray for them. I want everybody to be saved and born again. Jesus came to give his life a ransom for many. And I feel like it's my calling to preach the gospel to everybody. This is a whosoever will gospel and i'm thankful that somebody preached to me i'm glad that faith came by hearing and hearing by the word of god that's the only reason i got saved somebody preached the gospel to me and after that people prayed for me people prayed over that word that was sown in my heart and finally after seven long years of running in sin i mean really running in sin i finally got sick of it got tired of it hit rock bottom and that's what it takes for most people you got to hit that rock bottom and realize that there's nothing to this life i can tell you from experience you don't have to go through those things if you haven't already you don't have to go through this life living in sin coming up empty every time because I guarantee that you will. You may try to make a name for yourself. You may get fame and fortune. You may have everything that you need as far as material things go. But you're probably empty on the inside. You're probably lacking something on the inside. And you know it deep down. You can't deny it. There's an emptiness on the inside. There's a conscience that you have. There's a consciousness that everybody that God gives everybody. And you know whether you're right with God or not. If you're really honest with yourself, if you're really thinking clearly, you know whether you're right with God. And the only way to be right with Him is through the blood of Jesus Christ. He's the one that's righteous. For He, he knew no sin. God gave Him for us. He knew no sin, but He became sin for you and I, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. The only way we could be made right is through Jesus' righteousness. And that righteousness was fulfilled upon the cross of Calvary when He gave His life to appease God's wrath, the perfect sacrifice, the sinless one. It took a lamb without spot and a lamb without blemish. Verily, He was foreordained before the foundation of the world. Before Adam and Eve fell to sin, God already prepared 
a sacrifice, not because he wanted man to sin, but he knew that man would sin. Man is corrupt by nature. Man is so easily tempted and drawn away of his own lust. I can speak from experience. I was drawn away of my own lust or desires, if you please. Lust doesn't always beat me after somebody else. It could just mean your own desires. That's your fleshly lust. We got to deny those things, especially if you're a Christian. But if you're not a Christian, you got to run from those things. Those things will destroy you. You'll get deeper and deeper into sin. And the book of James talks about when lust is conceived, it brings forth sin. And when sin is finished, it brings forth death. There's a sentence of death in your body and my body. And you can just look at yourself. Look at a picture of yourself from 15, 20 years ago. You've died a little bit each day. We are decaying a little bit and a little bit. And I want you to meet, I want you to be able to be saved and born again so you don't have to worry about dying an eternal death because that one is going to be a billion and billion times worse than the death in this life. When you die in this life, it's just the beginning. This life is temporal. This life is very short. It's a drop in the bucket. It's just like the vapor. It's just like the grass in the field. It's like the dew that comes up in the mornings. You see it. It's there. And then when the heat raises up upon it, it licks it up and it's gone and it's no more. You see, and that's just like our lives. It's just gone. It's here today and it's gone tomorrow. And I don't want you to die in your sin. I don't want you to miss out on eternal life because Jesus and God, they have eternal life for you and for me. When you believe on Jesus, when you believe with all your heart what he's done for you, how he paid that price for you, when you believe with all of your heart, that will cause you to repent. Repentance means to turn away, turn your back to the world, and turn to God. There's an open door into heaven, and Jesus is that door. He said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if any man would open, I'll come into him. And that's what you got to do today. He's standing at your heart's door. If you've never been saved, he's there waiting on you. You're never waiting on him. You're never, ever waiting on God. He's always waiting on us. He's always ready. The Bible says to seek the Lord while he may be found and call upon him while he is near. It's not when you get ready, not when you've done all that you need to do in this life. It's when he speaks to your heart, that's when you come to him. And I remember when he spoke to my heart. I remember when he dealt with me strong. He spoke to my heart and mind and said, it's your turn. And I said, yes, Lord, that time. The first time I pushed him off. The second time I said, yes, it is my turn. I'm sick of this world. I'm sick of the way I feel on the inside. All the guilt and shame, all the heaviness, all the condemnation that I have on my soul. Lord, I can't live with it any longer. But I do know there's a place that I can come to. I know that a Savior has died for me. The man of God said that if you want peace and joy and true contentment in this life, you must come to Jesus, the one that died for you. And I believe that, and that's all it took. I believed it, not in my mind only, but it got way down into my heart. The depths of my soul, I cried out, Lord, have mercy upon me, a sinner. I don't want to die and go to hell. I don't want to lose I don't want to lose out on eternal life, Lord. Please have mercy upon me. I begged him, and I pleaded with him. And when I called out to him, he heard my feeble cry. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard his cry and delivered him and saved him out of all of his troubles. And I haven't been troubled ever since. I get troubled just about the affairs of this life, about things that go on. But I'll tell you, I don't have that trouble, that condemnation 
in my soul any longer because he took it away. When he saves a person, you're saved, you're sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise until the day of redemption. He gives you peace and joy and contentment, happiness, a peace that this world cannot give, a peace that passes all understanding. And it's wonderful to be saved. It's a great joy and a privilege to be saved. He's precious to me. The Word of God says, It is contained in the Scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious. And he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. And that's exactly how it was for me. When I believed on him with all of my heart, I wasn't confounded. I wasn't ashamed. I I got exactly what I asked him for. I asked him to save me. And that's exactly what he gave me, a salvation and eternal life. And he, he is precious to me today. And I'm thankful that I know him as my personal Savior. I don't have to worry about losing this salvation. I had nothing to do with receiving it. All I had to do was bring what he requires. And he requires this of you too. If you really want to be saved and you want it above life itself, the Bible says he is nigh unto them that be of a broken heart and saveth. That's a key word. He saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. That means you got to be humble. You can't come to him proud. There is two men, it says in the Bible, that came to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a publican. The Pharisee stood. That was his first mistake. He was too proud to kneel before God. He was too proud to beg God for anything. But he stood in the temple and he said, Lord, I'm thankful that I'm not like these other men. They're extortioners. You see there? That's just hypocritical. That is hypocrisy at its finest. He stood there and he said, Lord, I'm glad I'm not like everybody else. I'm a good fellow. That's exactly what he was saying. You got to read between the lines. He thought he was a good person. He was a Pharisee. He was one that kept the law. No doubt. He kept it to the very letter. But you see, he had an empty heart. He had a heart, an unbelief. He didn't know who the lawgiver was. He forgot all about God. He was all about himself. And that may be you today. You may be self-righteous. You may have a position in your church. You may have a title in your church. You may lead a Sunday school class. I don't know who you are. God knows who you are. But I'll tell you, are you self-righteous today? Are you counting on yourself to make it into heaven? Because you won't. You cannot save yourself. And that is the key to making it into heaven. Most people think that they can do something in this life to get them into heaven. Some good deed. You know, they've done their good deed for the day. I've heard that many, many times. But I'll tell you, doing good deeds isn't going to get you anywhere with God. Our righteousnesses are as filthy rags in the sight of God. That means anything that we do in our flesh is just filthy and rotten in the sight of God. There's nothing good that we can do outside of calling out to the Son of God, Jesus Christ, for salvation. The Bible says, and those Pharisees asked Jesus, they said, what must we do? that we can work the works of God. And Jesus answered them, and this is what you need to do. He said, you believe on him whom he, whom God hath sent. That is the works of God. That is what you need to do to please God. And I'm thankful that I did that myself. I'm so glad that I'm saved. I'll tell you, I can never put it into words. I can never be thankful enough for my salvation, for my call to preach. I'm so unworthy. I'm not someone that really thinks much of themselves. I'm very hard on myself. 
And I don't really think highly, but I'll tell you, I'm thankful that I'm saved. I'm thankful that I'm born again. I'm glad that he helps me when I have problems, when I have trials, when I have tribulations, when I got things going on. I'm thankful that I have a place of prayer I can go to and I can beg mercy and ask for help. And it's there. It's there today. And I'm so glad for that. I remember being in turmoil and chaos and confusion before I got saved. I had nowhere to take my problems. I'll tell you, I didn't have a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I didn't have Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit living inside my soul. And you just have to suffer with your sins. You just have to suffer with those griefs. Everything that you are going, got going on, it just overwhelms you. I remember how overwhelmed I was before I got saved. I just lived in turmoil in my mind, just worrying about things left and right. And that may be you today if you're not saved. You may be the biggest worry wart, but I tell you, you can cast all your care upon him for he careth for you he died for you god said in his word that he loves the he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life and eternal life you can cast all your care on him because he cares for you that's why he sent jesus to die for you come to him while you can while you still have your mind while you still have life while you still have breath while he's still speaking to you you can come to him just as you are you may be in counterfeited you may have been counterfeited in your life you may have just had a water baptism or maybe you just had a church membership it doesn't matter what you've done you just need to be sure that you're saved and born again call out to him beg his mercy if you've never been saved ask him to save you and he will and I promise you'll never be disappointed. I see my time is gone. In Jesus' precious name, amen.